So I had been curious about CBD for some time, and it was one evening, my late husband and I were out driving around, out and about, probably going to dinner, and I noticed a store that was fairly new in the area, and I said I wanted to stop by and just check it out. And so I went into the store. I met this lady named Lori. Turns out she was the owner of this store. And her and I connected immediately. I started asking questions because I was really struggling with sleep and I wanted to try something that could help. And she took so much time with me, explained everything to me, difference with gummies versus drops. And from that point on, her and I just kind of connected as friends. She got in touch with me when she had learned about my husband's passing and she was so kind and wonderful and warm and supportive the whole way. I have just been, you know, I don't even know how to explain it when people can be so helpful and caring. And I was just talking with her the other day about her business and I said, you know what? I want to tell everybody about your store on my podcast. So the name of her store is called Real Leaf and it's R-E-E-L-E-A-F. And their website is R-E-E-L-E-A-F-N-W, as in Real Leaf Northwest. And I wanted just to share it with all of you um, that she has some amazing knowledge, amazing products. I was blown away by her knowledge and the things she had to offer and what she taught me. And this is a locally owned store here in Vancouver, Washington. It's her and her husband, Mike. And... It is just, I can't even express how wonderful these people are. And I want you to have the opportunity to learn what I learned. They are saying that 2022 is the year of wellness and that their team at Real Leaf look forward to a new full year of health, balance, and rejuvenation. At Real Leaf, they believe in a balanced, holistic approach to wellness. So a few of the things that they currently offer are lotions and tinctures, edibles, CBD for pets, and having five dogs and traveling or even the fireworks during the holidays, that helps. Novelties and just overall wellness. And you can look at their website. Again, that's realleaf, R-E-E-L. EAFNW.com. Currently, right now, if you use code SPRING25, you'll get 25% off when you purchase two or more of their tinctures or lotions. So check them out. Again, their website is realleafnorthwest.com, and that's R E E L E A F N W.com. And don't forget, if you visit their store or even place an order online, to let them know that Rebecca has sent you their way. Check it out, realleafnw.com, R-E-E-L-E-A-F-N-W.com. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster and are not based on the advice of a licensed psychologist, therapist, or a psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly recommended. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to one dictionary, it means to weigh in the mind, to think about and reflect on. 
On our Let's Ponder episodes that are shared on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast, we discuss taboo and questionable subject matter. For example, size. Does it really matter? Or do you really want to know the number of partners your significant other has been with? How about being in a sexless marriage? These and other topics are what we talk about on Let's Ponder. Well, hello. Hope you are doing well. Welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about whether or not infidelity can be forgiven. Should it be forgiven? And I have put out this out on social media and I've put it out here on the podcast wanting to get people's feedbacks. And I did get some feedback, but I also have a post from Quora that I felt I wanted to share in regards to, of course, the main topic of the podcast, infidelity. So we're going to jump on into that. And on this, it's from a gentleman named Steven, and it was maybe about 2019 when this originally came out. But I just found the way this person had written it seemed very interesting, and I felt it was good content. So it starts off with, what is the most prevalent psychological reason behind cheating on relationships? For scientists who study relationship and sex, infidelity has been quite the topic of interest. After a lot of studies and surveys, a number of interesting reasons were found out about who is likely to cheat and what the reasons behind people are doing it. Majority of scientists suggest that monogamy, committing to one person for whole life, goes against the evolutionary grain. Then there are different school of thoughts regarding cheating. Cheating is not the same for everyone and not everyone agrees on what cheating means in reality. For some, talking to another person and having dinner with them is a form of cheating. In contrast, having a sexual relationship with someone outside of the marriage is not cheating for some. Cheating is different for both men and women. Also, cheating depends on the attachment style. The main reason people cheat is due to lack of love according to a survey. 77% of them reported to have fallen out of love and that's why sought an extra marital affair. Also, the cheater feels that their partner does not love them anymore. Passion fades with time. People often lack this knowledge and chase new people for the sake of rekindling that passion. Also, they are unaware regarding the different stages of love, and this can make a person a serial cheater who chases after those emotions that fade to normalcy after a relationship begins. Just a segue, if you've been listening to my podcast, we talk a lot about that. I talk about that in my own past, that need for that excitement constantly. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Some people suffer from commitment issues, and about 41% of the respondents of the survey said that they did not really feel committed to their partner. As stated above, our mating habits resemble that of habits. Another most common reason for people cheating is that people want to have a variety of sexual partners. It has little to do with the person who is being cheated on and everything to do with the cheater who cannot satisfy their physical needs with one partner. Sometimes people just cheat out of rage and pure spite. People also cheat on their partners out of anger. They wanted to get a revenge on a person for cheating on them. 
This is called revenge sex, or they were just angry and did it with a person who was more than willing. Sexual conquests act as a steam booster for many. Both men and women who cheat for this reason think that having an incident in the hay would increase their confidence. There are also people who cheat to increase their social credibility. This is common both in younger adults and older groups too, so that they can get a favorable social opinion. These people are insecure and choose to go down the path of infidelity to boost their popularity. Some people do it just for fun. They had an urge. They wanted sexual satisfaction and they went for it. It is as simple as this for them. Men cited sex as the main reason for cheating. As for women, their reason for cheating on their partners was feeling ignored or neglected in the relationship. That is why they got into an affair. Another very important reason is situational factors. Everyone is familiar with the term wrong place at the wrong time, also doing the wrong thing in such situations. Certain drugs and alcohol are quite popular for impairing one's judgment. There are many reasons to get that drunk too. When you are very hurt or emotional or even angry, people drink a lot. And these lead to drunken mistakes. People are unable to think clearly, make a poor choice that they may regret for the rest of their lives. I was badly drunk might look like the oldest excuse in the book, but it is a legitimate excuse for some of the cheaters. A study revealed 70% to be exact. On the other hand, a point to consider is that alcohol might not only be the only motivator to cheat. Yes, being drunk clouds your judgment, but it does not make one a different person. Adultery involves a lot of emotions too. As stated earlier, a number of experts and scientists believe that humans are not really wired for monogamy. Well, habitual cheaters who are reading this should not use this as an excuse to cheat on their partners, that you were not programmed this way. If we study history, we will see that before religion spread, humans were known to engage in polygamy as a practice to keep the blood pure. Another reason was survival of our species. Furthermore, if we look at it scientifically, the brains get attracted to whatever that is exotic and novel. The brain acts on desire for lust if it is left unchecked and under the influence. And there were some comments to this post, um, and they're very interesting. <laughs> Men cheat for sex, women want to feel loved. Nothing says, I love you more to a man than sexual intimacy. His woman can tell him all forms of compliment, but the moment she gives him intimacy, he believes she loves him. That security is so important to the ladies that most are willing to forgive the man when he cheats as long as he doesn't abandon her. Okay, Quite the contrary for me, when my wife left me in 1997, I happily drove her to her sister. I didn't mind being abandoned by this woman, but then I heard rumors that she was cheating on me during our three-year relationship. It literally hurt me more to think of another man gorilla fucking my wife. It was the unkindest cut of all. Yeah. And if you're part of my Patreon, you hear the stories of what men have gone through. And it's really different than what the women are going through when they're cheating. Again, focusing on female infidelity is the main point of my podcast, and that's what I do. 
find out, talk with the women as to why, let them be in a safe place to share, but then also have the opportunity for a man to share what he went through when he found out his wife was cheating. Okay, here we go. Keep going here. Blame double standards and social tribal norms. Now married for 16, when my wife, for whatever whatever reason, refuses to make love, I feel abandoned. Okay. And then someone just wrote, the irony. Like I always say, in case things don't work, hope for the best, but prepare for divorce. Wow. (laughs) And my favorite, just bring chocolate. So getting back to the point of this episode, which is whether or not infidelity can be forgiven, as opposed to learning a little bit about the scientific side of infidelity, I want to share with you some of the uh, thoughts from my listeners. This one started out simple as C.S. Lewis said, everyone thinks forgiveness is a lovely idea until he has something to forgive. I think that is so true. You forgive those that hurt you. The cruel thing about infidelity is that it only hurts the people that love you the most. The closer you are, the more they hurt. If the marriage ends in divorce, with time, the love and emotional connection dies and the pain of the infidelity lessens until it's just a fact that it happened, that it lives as a memory, like a bad car crash you were hurt in and fully recovered from. At this stage, forgiveness comes easy. If the marriage is reconciled after infidelity, then, and the emotional connection is remade and strengthened, the pain of the past infidelity deepens and lasts much longer. It takes a lot more effort to forgive, and it's a daily battle. One, the hurt spouse won't always win. Reconciliation is an emotional roller coaster. The good days, forgiveness comes easy, and the bad days, not so much. I think the hardest person to forgive is yourself. Our very own host, Rebecca Adams, still gets emotional from reminders in these stories on the podcast. It's so important to forgive yourself and let go of the past you can't change. To live fully in the present and make the most of your future. I can tell you for me personally, the hurt and pain that betrayal causes never goes away. It sometimes fades with time, but it is always there on some level. Just think if the same energy that is used to find, cultivate, and participate in infidelity is used to truly communicate your needs, honestly, maybe infidelity wouldn't be so prevalent. I'll answer, as I know some follow you may not always listen to every podcast, But I think the answer to can infidelity be forgiven would be yes, no, maybe, and it depends. There are so many variables. I'll focus on women because that is what the podcast is about. And since I date women and what my curiosity is if I'm single again, many men and women say, I am out of here if they cheat. Yet many of them have successfully reconciled. With men, it seems most of the time, how many people know is a factor as well as other things. The drunken one-night stand is better than the guy who a woman thought she was leaving her husband for and then found out that the guy was not so great, and there are more than a few in the podcast of guys just like that. 
Most guys do not and cannot handle knowing they are second choice. And at least three stories offhand, the guy is second choice, but does not and likely will not know it. It's often not advised to stay for the kids, but let's be honest, if you have kids, I think most people will at least try a bit harder and there often can be lots of love there. What is needed for a successful reconciliation is maybe an idea for a future podcast, but I think most betrayed spouses would have the idea of what is needed. Rug sweeping or you just need to get over it seems to often end in failure. I say this from lots of research and knowing of male and female experiences. I know Rebecca and some episodes mention leave the relationship, don't cheat. Others seem like some simple communication could prevent the infidelity, like what a woman needs if she is not getting sexually satisfied. But some women have a hard time telling a guy when she is not satisfied. Trust me, ladies, we would rather be told we need to step up our game than be cheated on. For some reason, I am the guy many friends seek advice from, and sometimes issues like this are brought up, but obviously I am not perfect. I do always tell people if you stray, there are many things that occur that give you a chance to not do it, and at what point you should ask is, is it worth my marriage? Even the best secrets sometimes come out, and would I reconcile if the situation was reversed? I guess in short, yes, you can recover, but there are many variables. Certain guys will tolerate it multiple times and rug sweep it. I have found most women are not attracted to those types of guys and seems the types that they cheat with, if they ever do anything long term, would not. Women are attracted to manly men most often. I'm sure women have factors as well for whether or not it can be forgiven as well as many resources say three to five years to really get past and heal and even then something like a movie with infidelity can trigger it and i agree with what he said and you know he even touched on me personally and he's right you know i struggle myself still with the choices that i made 12 years ago and as you know i'm in therapy And a lot of it that comes up is I struggle to forgive myself. And it's not the point where it's that I need to forgive myself for what I did to my ex-husband. I have actually forgiven myself for that. Um, There was a lot of, of course, post-emotional abuse um, that took place afterwards. And I've shared it with you in the past. But um, it's how it affected my children. My children are 28 and almost 21. And I still regret what I did because I took away, here I go. (laughs) I took away a lot of time with my children because of my decisions. Um, And those were the consequences that that happened and it wasn't fair to them so that's where I struggled the most for forgiveness was that it hurt my children and I don't think I can fully ever forgive myself for it Um, both of them have said mom you've done everything you can to make up for it it's okay let it go but yet on the other hand my son if you know he actually mentioned 
not too long ago that his dad is still not completely over what I did. And so his reactions affect my son and hurt him. So if you can see what I mean, it all, it all, it's like a domino effect, you know, truly. And I am so impressed with some of these stories that come through on both the women and the men's side of female infidelity, how the spouses were so forgiving and able to just pick their partner up and say, we can work through this. In my case, I really didn't want to. I did not want to be with my husband and I was too chicken shit to, to buck up and say, I don't want to be with you. And so then the cards fell where they landed instead of me being able to direct the best ways to protect my children and myself and my ex-husband. Um, you know, it, everybody is different. Everybody's different on how they feel and whether or not they can forgive. Um, things go back to when they were children themselves, perhaps. You know, did they watch their parents have infidelity issues or grandparents? You know, so everybody is going to react differently. And as we talk on here, there are so many similarities, but there's always a little bit of difference. Each story has similar themes. Come on, we're talking about infidelity. Cheating is cheating, right? But how each person feels during the affair or when they found out about the affair, um, the post-trauma of getting through forgiveness or lying to cover it up. You know, each story is different in that aspect. But anyway, I am so thankful that we received this wonderful information. Um, I love hearing people's thoughts when I ask for information when I'm doing some research. So I want to thank this person for sending this in. And I uh, was happy to come across that Quora Quora. I can't even say it, article. And I just thought that that kind of was a, a neat thing to share with everybody. So coming next week, we are going to start a new story and this is going to be about Marie. It's pronounced Marie and you will see on the um, episode, it looks like it's spelled Mare, M-A-R-E, but she pronounces it Marie. And it looks like that will be a single episode. So uh, one week from today's original stream date, we will learn a little bit about Marie and how her marriage started out. You know, what were her goals and plans when she was growing up and how did things change? And what happened when she got married? And is she still being unfaithful today? We will have to wait until next week to learn a little bit more about her story. Thank you for listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. There, you will find story guides to help form your story, where you can subscribe to Patreon, and an opportunity to vote for the podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story, share feedback about the show, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington 98682. Each story is taken into careful consideration, read without judgment, and always anonymous. 
Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is written, produced, and edited by me, Rebecca Adams. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye.